You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. Welcome back to the Mind Your Home podcast. I am your host, Mia Danielle. So how has your week been? I know that things are continuing to stay crazy out in the world, um, but this week has actually been a pretty eventful week for me over here at Mia Danielle. We've had a lot of stuff going on. If you're on my email list, you've probably you know heard some of the exciting things that we have happening. Um, for example, like over on Instagram, if you don't follow me there, you should. It's underscore Mia underscore Danielle. Super simple. Um, and right now I'm doing a video series. So I've been doing that all week, going live at one o'clock Pacific time, um, just going through, busting through the barriers to creating a clutter-free and supportive space. So some of the things, some of the, the issues that people have that they keep bringing up to me, over and over again. I'm addressing all of those in this little busting through the barriers live series. Now, tomorrow is the last one of the live series. uh, But you can still go back and watch them because I have them saved under IGTV um, videos and all. So it's actually saved under a series that's called busting through the barriers, I believe it is. So we go through things like uh, Monday, we went through how to find the time to declutter, which obviously is a, a big one that I get a lot of. Um, and then Tuesday, we went through the number one thing that's holding you back from the home space that you truly want. And then Wednesday, we went through the biggest mistake when getting the clutter out. And today we're doing the the last final one. So if you're available at one o'clock, you can catch us live over on uh, IG, not IGTV, over on Instagram live. Uh, And if not, then I'll be loading it up into IGTV shortly afterwards. But it's good. You know, if if you're feeling like you're stuck, if you're feeling like what the heck is holding me back, I keep listening to these podcast episodes and I keep downloading more checklists and surfing on Pinterest, but I just am not taking action. You know, like what is holding me back? You know, or or maybe you're one of those people who's like, how am I supposed to find the time to even do this? And I even address in that same one about how to find the time um, because I've had a lot of people reaching out to me here recently who have illness. Like they can't muster up more than like five minutes of good solid energy per day because they have these sicknesses that require them to be in bed a lot. So I I talk about that too and different workarounds for if you do have really low energy for whatever reason, different ways that you can find bubbles of time. So anyway, I think it's going to be really helpful for a lot of people to finally take action, you know, take things to the next level. Um, And then Friday, Here's the important part. Friday, I'm doing a free live masterclass, totally live. I haven't done a live masterclass at this point in probably a year, maybe even over a year. This is a really good one. And I've been working on putting it together, gathering information that, you know, as people ask questions, trying to put it all into a masterclass that's really going to bring things together. So this Friday, which is July 10th, 
again at 1 p.m. Pacific time, trying to keep everything super simple across the board, just 1 p.m. Pacific across the board so nobody gets confused, including myself. Um, so this Friday, 1 o'clock, I'll be live. There's going to be a Q&A at the end so you can ask whatever questions you want to ask. And I'll be sharing my holistic clutter-free formula. So you're going to get the entire formula. You're going to get like, there are five ingredients that are included in this formula. It's the same thing that I teach my paid students who are in Clutter Cure. It's the same system that I've used inside of my own home, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. Um, And so it's definitely worth the time. You can register right now using the link in the show notes or by going to miadanielle.com forward slash formula. Which brings me to today's topic, which is how I created this holistic clutter-free space, how I took my space more specifically from being totally chaotic to a supportive haven. So obviously, this just happened overnight because I got a really cool magic wand and I waved it in the air and then all of a sudden I had this holistic, beautiful clutter-free space, right? That's how it's done. No, <laughs> uh, this this is something that I definitely took the long way. I took the long way around to finally have a space that where I felt like I did it right, you know, where I felt connected and supported and inspired by and just, you know, really happy with my space. It took me a long time to really get to that point. So and I see a lot of people who are hovering around some of the same phases that I remember going through. I can identify all too well, uh, you know, what what phase somebody is in whenever they start telling me some of the issues that they're having and what they're doing about it. I'm like, oh, I remember that. You know, I was in that phase before. Um, so I'm going to share some of these with you because I know it's not just me. Um, and if it's you, it's not just you. It's something that a lot of people go through these same phases and these same cycles. So for me, you know, and I shared a couple of weeks back, I believe, uh, why I decided to make these changes to really put a priority on my on my environment and on my home space. And that was because, you know, I became a single mom. And I've always had energy issues for a variety of different reasons. I've talked about it before, so I'm not going to really dive into it right now. But because of that, I knew that when I became a single mom of like a two-year-old and four-year-old, I knew that we had to have some kind of a structured support system. So for me, number one has always been support. Uh, which is why I really push that so much in everything that I teach. You want to create a supportive environment, not just a clutter-free environment, but a supportive clutter-free environment. You want to you want a place that goes that extra mile and holds you and supports you. So, I mean, that's what started this whole thing. I knew that that's what I needed. I knew that I needed a space that was going to allow me to take downtime when I needed it without totally falling apart and, and crumbling around me. But I didn't know how to go about it exactly. So like most of us, I started out with what I call information hoarding. This is phase one. This is where a lot of people get stuck. I would even put a warning asterisk around this particular phase because so many people will get started in this phase and they'll never, ever leave. So this is where, you know, it's a confusing phase of kind of knowing what you want. So I kind of knew like what I wanted from my home, but had no clue where to start or what the end result was going to look like. And it's kind of like this wilderness phase where there's a lot of researching and just collecting random articles. And, you 
you know, like jumping in to rig up whatever new idea I had come across or new idea that I had had. And it was just like a really very modge podged, messy, pieced together type of thing with a lot of information hoarding, a lot of reading and researching and collecting. So yes, I went through this too. And I'm not going to say that it was totally, you know, that it was totally unhelpful because it's part of what led me to where I am here today. You know, like some of the information that I got some of it was fluff and and wasn't helpful at all, but some of it was just like a little bit of a breadcrumb trail that led me to some of the knowledge and the things that I've built on over time. However, again, I put a warning asterisk with this one because a lot of people will use this phase, this information hoarding phase, as like an excuse to never take action. Because it's a lot easier to feel productive collecting checklists and collecting articles and reading books about, you know, organizing and about holistic spaces. And to do all of that, it's easier than it is to actually go through the process yourself. Because we all know it's not just a physical process either. It's an emotional process. It's a mental process of detaching from things. And it's a lot easier to inspire yourself and read and collect than it is to actually go through the pain sometimes of letting things go. So it can be it can be really dangerous. It can also be helpful if you do it the right way to, you know, just collect information, use the information and let the information go and move forward. Don't, you know, I hear a lot of people saying, yeah, I keep, you know, printing out new checklists and new articles. And now I have this giant stack of paper clutter from all the articles that I printed out. Don't do that. You know, like read what you read what you need and then utilize what you can use and then move forward. Um, so that that's where I started and it lasted quite a while. Luckily, I did end up moving forward. You know, I did end up applying a lot of the things that I learned. Um, Obviously, again, it helped me to grow to where I am today. Um, But just make sure that you don't get stuck in that cycle to where all you're doing is collecting and hoarding information and consuming, basically. At some point, you have to move from consuming the information to implementing the information. So the next phase that I went to was what I call creative organizing, because after fumbling around off and on, I finally came to this revelation that I just needed to be more organized. That's what it was. You know, I decided that all of my restructuring efforts when I was trying all these different ideas, that that stuff wasn't working because I just wasn't using the right organizing methods. So I got super creative with organizing. Um... I I can remember like some of the contraptions that I purchased and that I tried using and piecing together and, you know, like putting putting my stuff into. Um, And you would think that sounds like a good thing, right? Like, wait, what? That sounds like a good thing. You want to be more organized. And I know I thought so, too. And those organizing systems definitely kept me entertained for years because I kept having to come back to them over and over again. I kept having to reinvent the wheel. I kept having to, you know, put things back because because just because you organize something doesn't mean it's not still there. And it doesn't mean that it's not still going to come back out and find you and find all of your surfaces. And that's exactly what happened. Um, not to mention a lot of them just were kind of crappy, you know, like they would just fall apart. A lot of these plastic organizers that seem, you know, or even like the cloth hanging shelves and stuff. I've tried like all of the things and 
most of them are just junk. Like they just fall apart and they add to the clutter. So that went on for a little while and it was probably the most frustrating of all of the faces because I don't know if you've ever tried like piecing together different organizing systems and actually implementing them. It takes time. It takes time to go through and sort all of your stuff and, you know, put it into whatever type of system you're using. And then to watch all of that come apart is so frustrating. Um, and and it's it's frustrating, just as frustrating for me when I would spend all of this time doing these intricate organizing solutions and the end project would look, as my grandma would say, so tacky. You know, it would not it would not look the way that I envisioned it. It would look kind of tacky. So somewhere along the way, probably after my last plastic organizer fell apart, um, I came across clutter-free living. I believe it was in an article. One of the articles that I came across was just, it talked about clutter-free living and just the way the person worded it. It was so inspiring and it felt relieving just just to read about it, you know? So I immediately was like, oh yeah, this is it, you know? And it turns out I wasn't totally wrong, but I also didn't have a clue what I was doing. So I'm kind of a go-getter. I'm the type of person who's like all in or all out. If I say I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to do it 100 freaking percent, you know? Um, And so that's what I did. Whenever I came across clutter-free living, I was like, boom, everything out the door. Get everything out the door. Now, I don't want to discourage you from letting things go because honestly, in my experience of working with people, working with students, 98% of the time they need to let go of way more stuff because, you know, honestly, it's not easy for most people. But at this point, I was so fed up that I went to the extreme and what I ended up with was kind of a sad, empty home and what I like to call an unattractive obsession with stuff. Now, if you have any minimalist friends, maybe you kind of know what I'm talking about, where it's like there's this just obsession with stuff. Stuff comes in the door and it becomes this like focal point. And that's not good either. Like you don't want your focus to be on the stuff all the time, right? So what I found with this, and I do have pictures of this phase, um, was that things just felt really empty, felt kind of bare. It didn't really feel supportive. It didn't really feel... um, you know, like connected and connected to me and who I am, like, you know, my authentic style and persona and all of that stuff. And it just it didn't really look that great either. It was I would say meh at best. And the worst part is, even after going through all of that and like shoving the clutter out and having this bare space and obsessing about things coming back in, the clutter always somehow seemed to come back, it would still come back. And it wouldn't have any place to go because I had everything so bare. So it would look even worse when the clutter came back in. It was just a really weird, a really weird time. Again, it was a step that helped me to go in the right direction. Um, I mean, it got me to where I am today, where I do feel truly connected and I feel truly supported by my space. And I love it. I love it so much that I talk about it all the time. I talk to people all the time about how they can create these holistic, clutter-free, supportive spaces and rig your home up to really be your best support system. But it was a process. Like all of those stages that I went through up to this point, like the first three stages that I just went over, they weren't fun. It was like work, you know, it was like, it was kind of like going to a four-year school program 
to get to the end result, you know, like try this, learn all of this stuff, you know, implement all this, get some hands on experience about what doesn't work. And then, you know, then you can come into whatever it is that actually does work. And so the purpose of this episode is so that you can skip all of that stuff. So you can see like the big orange triangle warning signs and just not even go there, like not get stuck in the cycles of information hoarding, not get stuck in trying to just constantly reinvent a creative organizing wheel, Um, you know, like not make the mistake of just getting rid of everything and feeling kind of sad and empty and in, in your bare home. Um, and in, it's not like if you like things bare and that is who you are, then that's awesome. I'm not saying that you need to have more stuff just so that you can feel whole. Like that's not what it is at all. Um, but you shouldn't also feel like you need to have nothing in order to feel connected and supported. So eventually, after years of going through all of these phases, something clicked. And it may it may have been that I was just reading so many, you know, self-help books, and I was taking a lot of courses from a lot of really amazing and inspiring people. Um, and, and I also started getting into like the world of yoga and meditation and just like really working on myself holistically, like working on my own body and my own mind and trying to get myself to a place where I really felt good and happy and, and solid and who I am. Um, so it kind of like merged with that, that type of time in my life, that little evolutionary time of my life. Um, and so around that time, which is probably about, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, something clicked. And it just made so much sense. It was like the obvious thing that had been just staring me in the face for so long. And that was that your home shouldn't just be this physical thing, this physical interaction, where you're physically moving through the stages and focusing on the stuff. And, you know, your home should be this holistic support system. You're not going to get a supportive home space if you're treating it like it's just a tool, like it's just this physical thing that you physically interact with. I'm saying physical a lot. <laughs> I get that. Um, but my point is, if you approach your home and creating your spaces with a holistic approach and with a holistic result in mind, that's when you get to the place where you truly do feel connected and supported and just you know, inspired and happy inside of your space. To me, I think that that is everything because our environments are so impactful. They are so powerful. Science and research, like all of this stuff has has been done on, um, you know, for example, blue zones, which I brought up before. Billions of data worth of research from people all over the world studying longevity and happiness. And they found all of these different factors that impacted people's longevity and happiness, longevity being how long people lived, because in some areas, people are living a lot longer than in other areas. And one of the things they said is that your environment, where you live and how you live there, is one of the most important things you can change in order to influence your own happiness. And we can all feel it. Right, You can all feel what it feels like to walk into a room like a spa or something and immediately feel calmed and relaxed. We can all understand, you know, theoretically at least, how our environments immediately make our bodies and emotions feel just by walking in the room. I mean, that's powerful. So this is what I'm going to be talking about in Friday's Masterclass is this holistic approach 
what exactly is included in it, what it, what it looks like, what it feels like, and how to use it, how to bring these different pieces and aspects together in order to really make the space that feels connected, that feels supportive, and then inspires you every day instead of trying to reinvent the wheel and struggle and collect and do all the things that I did for so long that I could promise you are a means to frustration. So if you want to really dive into like all the details that go along with this holistic approach, I do encourage you to join me Friday, July 10th at 1 p.m. Pacific time. You can register right now using the link in the show notes or by going to miadanielle.com forward slash formula. I really hope that you have a great weekend, great rest of your week, and I will catch you here same time, same place next week.